Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods. Get syndicated. Carta de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Sergio. I'm going to be your host, my co-host, Mr. Ron Hobbs, the director of the AC Fishing Schools. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, everybody. Time to get up. Okay. Up. Somebody's excited. Uh, Mia is actually here. So good morning, Mia. Mr. Tony Williams with Bite on Fishing. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. Nice good to have you back. in the studio. And then out there somewhere, six feet under, crawling you know, around some lake like a lizard, Mr. Andrew Mack from Max Fish Reports. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, Lizard? Very good. <laughs> so you, oh, you, what, you kind of coffee, man. He's wide awake. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think that was just one puff. That's all he gets. <laughs> <laughs> and then our dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson from the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, guys. Hey, Andrew, I just wanted to let you know. I don't know if you noticed you just got an upgrade from um, a worm earthworm to a lizard <laughs> Ooh, oh, that means perfect. it's almost at the wow. surface he actually he actually you actually skicked the cockroach oh so you 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 got the, uh, the lizards are hybrid hibernating right now so they are technically still underground well if you go to florida the iguanas <laughs> are falling out of the trees <laughs> i don't know if you heard about that do you guys hear about that so cold in florida yeah they're falling out of the trees and um, they're, they're, people are advised to leave them alone because if they do come to, they're not very happy. So, yeah, but that is happening. That is happening. So, um, anyway, uh, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to another episode. Um, what, a, what a weird week. Good week. Um, uh, let's just get right in, okay? So, Andrew, I know there's some really good fishing going on freshwater. Oh, it's been a great week. <laughs> that's, that's to say the least. Okay. Uh, we're going to start at Santa, Santa Ana River Lake. Well, you know, if we start uh, at Santa Ana River Lake, I just want to say, because I'm sure he's probably listening, uh, Martin and Valerie need to be banned. They're catching all, I mean, left and right, they're catching all big oh, fish. Big fish, Lightning too. trout. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so so Martin and Valerie, um, they're one of the the dedicated regulars um, that go to Santa Ana River Lake every week. And when I say dedicated, I mean they're showing up Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, to sit there and wait in line till Friday morning. The reason for that is because they have their favorite spot, and they want to make sure that they get it. So if Martin's not first in line, he's usually second or third in line, uh, waiting to get in. 
But these fish have definitely been biting very well the past couple weeks. Those rains about a month ago kind of slowed things down, but as soon as that water cleared up, it's been, I mean, the time we went, you know, we had eight guys, all limits, all double passes, you know, because there you're able to buy a second pass. So, I mean, you know, we've had close to 65th spot in a couple hours. I mean, but it's like Martin and Valerie are out there slaying it every week. I know that Val just got another lightning trout uh, yesterday, and uh, um, and they haven't stopped those in, in more than a, in longer, in about a month and a half or so. So I mean, there's that tells you that those fish they're staying in there a while. It's not like they're getting all caught right on you know right on Friday or Saturday. I mean, if you're still getting lightning trout, those fish are in there. They're healthy. They're swimming around, but they're biting. They're biting good. Um, I know that they are biting very well on. Uh, mouth tail, uh, orange mouth tail, with the white with the white head with the little glitter um, in there. Uh, if you fish in the small lake, you want to go close to the middle. Um, you know they're they're actually holding pretty deep. I think it's because there's a lot of birds, so it's kind of keeping them in that that safer level where the birds can't really get them too well. Um, and then the bigger lake, you know, on Friday Saturdays are going to be closer in, so you're going to see a lot of guys getting them on jig bites. I know I was talking to a, a guy yesterday who was out there. Um, he caught a lot of them on hookup bait and then a few uh, soaking mouse tails. But, I mean, he was only going, you know, 25 feet out or so. So these fish are still hanging somewhat shallow. And then, you know, later in the week, um, you know, the guys that are have their float tubes or renting boats, you know, they're getting them because those fish are getting just out of range and you can reach them from the shore. And then now, you know, now they're catching them. But there's a lot of fish going on in, in Santa Ana River Lake. Yeah, no, I definitely saw that, and um, beautiful pictures. I mean, they're very, very good quality fish, so excellent, excellent. What else is going on? Uh, so, yeah, so from there we're going to go to, you know, one of Tony's famous Blue Jay Lakes. That's a uh, mountain lake. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they've been stocking uh, 1,000 pounds every week, uh, split between both lakes with 500 pounds each. And one thing that they've done in the past couple weeks that I've noticed was the fish are getting bigger. Yeah, they I'm are. I'm not talking about actually getting the one or two, you know, eight to ten pounders, everything else is a pound. The average fish right now is three to four pounds. That's the average. Cool. So, I mean, there's guys that are getting, you know, five fish limit of, you know, three pounds and above. And it's just, I mean, great quality pictures coming out of there. But, again, what's working there is jigs and also like mouth tails, uh, the pink and white, you know, definitely dipped in that bite on sauce. Um, I, I personally like the red crimson, but guys are also using the, the yellow garlic. Um, but they are, I mean, these fish are coming in hungry. And it's, you know, with the, I think the weather is just perfect, the temperature of the water is perfect, and you know, they're just coming in hungry. It's the perfect combination of good fish. A big shout out also to Philip Hildebrandt and uh, Ricardo. They've been smashing it at Mountain Lakes. And uh, you know, when I was a kid, I went to Mountain Lakes and the biggest fish there was probably a pound and a half, two pounds. We grew up fishing like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, as years go by, you start to see these bigger fish come in. And of course, Santa Ana just dominates with the largest fish you've ever seen. They've got, you know, 10, 15, 20 pound monster trout. So the size and the variety, and then of course there's lightning trout, and then uh, hopefully some new strands of trout coming out. Uh, and when you say lightning trout, I have to go to my dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson. Steve Carson, lightning trout. Give everybody a little little bit of a background. The name is West Virginia Centennial Golden Rainbow Trout. 
and they're a natural color mutation of rainbows. They're, they're, they're really just rainbows is all they are in a color mutation. And way, way back like 50 years ago in West Virginia hatchery, uh, a hatchery employee noticed one, you know, with kind of a weird gold color to it. And they went, hmm, that's interesting. Wonder what if we can enhance that. Uh, bred it with a, with, a, with a normal one and got about half the babies were, were then that gold, nice gold color. And so then they went, mm, and then they bred two of the gold ones together, and they got all gold babies. So that was pretty cool. And all, uh, uh, whatever you want to call them, whether you call them lightnings, or even in some areas of Pennsylvania where you have wild ones living, I don't know how they do it, but they do, where they call them palominos, they're all descended from that one mutant trout in West Virginia 50 years ago. Wow. Wow, I love it. I'd like to ride one of them Palominos. That's a horse. I, can, I cannot figure out how those things survive in the wild. I know it. Because any kind of predator, bird, or even, you know, a raccoon, anything, I mean, they can't hide. But, uh, you know, I guess you just got a local set of conditions where it works. Yeah, that's what it's got to be. All right, excellent, excellent. Okay, so go back to Andrew here. So you were finishing up? On Mountain Lakes? Yeah, so, uh, from there we're going to go to, uh, there's a big opener coming next week. That's Palmdale Fin and Feather. They've already stocked three full truckloads of Mount Lassen trout, which equal about 18,000 pounds of fish that are just swimming around. Nobody's been able to touch them. They're swimming around, getting, you know, I would say stretch out their legs. <laughs> but they're, they're, they're going to be hungry, and they're bringing one more load next week on uh, on Thursday night, the Tuesday when the truck shows up, and this now, is going to be. I, I don't want to give away a secret, but, but what the heck? Since I'm not a member, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will we will those invite trout, you. Those trout are not just swimming around, although a lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass that live in the lake are enjoying it immensely, and mm-hmm. those who are patient and skilled may be able to take advantage of it. Enough said. No, oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. In fact, uh, we've been over there. We've caught bass before. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice ones, yeah, too. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. And I bet you there's some that you haven't caught. Uh, there's a lot I haven't I caught. I there's there. some big bass in that Some lane. really big, big ones. Some really big ones, Sergio. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so Andrew, the, the opener's next. Um, and it's on the 5th uh, of February, yeah. so not this Saturday, next Saturday. And um, looks good. I mean, it's it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, we've had uh, some pretty epic days out there fishing, you know, <coughs> the, during the last couple of years when we've gone. And, man, some of the best days of fishing I, I could ever remember there. Literally every cast sometimes. I mean, you were you were five for five or six for six or something like that. It was. Oh, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. We, I, I, you know, because my, my thing is, you know, I got to throw stuff. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't bait and wait. And so I think I went like seven for seven on on a Thomas Boyant. Mm-hmm. Dipped in your uh, bidon. Yeah. In the okay, I, I didn't think the bidon would make any difference on metal, but it does. Yeah. Okay. And so... Um, you could see that trail just, and they were just smoking it. They were just going after it. And, and same spot over and over Violent attacks. Yeah. There we go. Hey, um, uh, just a word uh, to all my dear friends here. I'm on the radio show. This would not be a good time to start texting me. Okay, so no texting until get us through Facebook is the best way because my phone's going off like crazy. All right, we're going to take uh, the first short break. We'll come back. We'll, we'll, I want to hear about 
uh, Lake Elsinore. I want to hear about some of the other local stuff, and then we'll jump into all the activities from last week and coming up. Okay, so folks, you're on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Down upon the canvas, working in a meal, waiting for a chance to pick your Irish field up and up. Up and up. See a bird form a diamond in a rough. See a bird soaring high, but the flood is in your blood. It's in your blood. Ducks Radio AMA 30, KLAA. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it, so I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Radio and Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. And what do you think of this song? I, this is, I'm getting into these guys. It's called it. Stick Figure. Uh, very similar to Sublime, one of the local guys, um, little reggae there. Modern day reggae. Anyway, um, let me go back to Andrew here. And Andrew, you were, ta- you were finishing up about the uh, Palmdale Fin and Feather. I do want to say this. Uh, we gave away a brand new uh, membership, okay, which um, is what's 400 people waiting lists at the moment unless you know somebody we got uh, uh, the luxury of handing out a brand new uh, membership which is with the worth I think on the paper said a thousand forty five that sound right Andrew okay That's exactly right. yeah and so my our problem with Ron we were you know we took a picture with the winners uh, from Taco Tuesday, but we cannot remember who it was. So if you can, reach out to me through Facebook, send me a private message, uh, and, and remind me who you were, okay? You were supposed to come back and see me so I could con- put you in contact with Brett. 
So uh, if you get a chance, reach out to me. You obviously listen to the radio show so, uh, okay, or, or Facebook. So, yeah, reach out to us so that we can put you together with Brett so that um, we can finalize your, your membership. But, yeah, congratulations. All right. And, yeah, we're looking forward to it. I think we're going out there the week after. Okay, the um, the opener. Um, I was talking to Brett. We're trying to put together a day and go out there, all of us, and we'll get some fishing in. Okay, Andrew. Yeah, definitely. So, so uh, I believe it was a a Robert that won. Um, from what I heard, I don't know his last name. All right, Robert. Um, <clears throat> I think now I know who Okay, is. so now we do have the master list. We just couldn't tell who that was. Okay, so um, we'll, we'll look in the list. But you know it's a Robert, right? Yeah, that's, that's, I believe it is a Robert because I got a phone call saying, oh, we didn't win, Robert won, but we don't know who that is. And so that's as far as I know it was Robert. All right, well, well, Ron will take a look at the list and we'll go from there. All right, but anyway, um, Andrew, so it's going to be amazing fishing. And like Steve said, it's not just – trout in there. I mean, they got bass, they got um, crappie, they got um, um, what do you got? Catfish, they got all kinds of stuff in there, right? Yeah, so, so this thing, I mean, it's definitely not just the trout lake. I mean, it's got, like what Steve was saying, there's a lot of bass in there, a lot of big bass. The mm-hmm. one thing that they are doing this year that's going to be a little bit different is they're going to be stocking bass, but they're not any bass. They're the F1. Right, the Florida. The big that's, mm-hmm. okay. that's, what, that's what I said, Sergio. You do the bath. Exactly. <laughs> we, those are the same ones that have gone into Lake Elsinore. So uh, looking forward to catching yeah. one of those big, big boys. All right. Um, yeah. Then let's uh, – I got to go to Tony on this one. Tell me, Tony, what's happening at Lake Elsinore. Man, it's – <clears throat> Lake Elsinore is such a great place right now. The fishing I've been I've been getting out you know on the float tube at least once a week, and uh, early morning bites been a lot better than the afternoon. Afternoon's been a little bit windy, and it's been cold. Plus, you know, with the with the nights getting you know darker early, you, you really gotta you really gotta come in a little bit you know before it gets darker. I mean, it, you don't want to be out there by yourself, but ultimately, I mean, there's some great fish and I've I've been catching a couple bass, couple couple big catfish in the 7 to 9 pound and then, you know, just kind of floating around trying to find some new spots. The lake's definitely full. It's got a lot of water and, you know, from the recent rains. So, there's a lot of activity going on, but you know, more more than just the fishing, you know, there's uh we we've become a part of the lake Lake Elsinore Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. and uh, once a month they have the uh, morning mixer for all the businesses. So mm-hmm. it's kind of neat to see all the businesses, the new well, companies you say, that you are know, growing. Activities happening in Lake Elsinore. Let me tell you one that I am actually seriously considering a going because I just love it. Yeah. Okay, and that's um, it's called uh, what's it? Pizza in the Park. <clears throat> Pizza in the Park. Okay, and what's kind of cool is the sheriff station and the board of supervisors put together this okay from the first district and there's no like you know there, there's no speeches or nothing everybody just get together at the park and this is uh what's the name of the park here tony um i know that a uh, ferret park a parrot park parrot yep parrot that's park over on parrot boulevard mm-hmm. okay and um it's on the 27th from 1 to 3 p.m so maybe after i'm done maybe you can uh, buy me dinner that would be cool I know exactly where that is. It's a it's a great little park too. It's okay, on the east. and we'll do the way you like it, Tony. We'll we'll, we'll go. We'll go do dinner, 
and then you get the car running. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's um, you guys go out into the car yeah, while look, I yeah, pay the bill. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and that's pizza and the pie. Those are the fun stuff to do. That's where you get to meet everybody, you know, without any pressure or anything of the sort. So, really, really good story there. Okay. So, all right. So, that's uh, Lake Elsinore. Okay. The water's still maintaining high? Yeah, no. The water's been pouring in. In fact, last, you know, when we had that big rain, uh-huh. a lot of the overflow came from Canyon Lake. And it was, it's a neat thing. We, we go up and watch the, uh, there's a big waterfall that comes over. And uh, you got to kind of, it's in the neighborhood, so you got to kind of know where it is. But, man, it is a really cool sight to see when they open that flood and when the floodgates come in. There's so much good good fishing we're looking forward to. I mean, we got, it's a few months away, but the Dream Extreme is, is, mm-hmm. is uh, we don't have a, a date yet, but I, I think it's going to be the same, similar it, around first the same, week. Yeah, around the same area yeah. of Cinco de Mayo. Okay? But it will so definitely be after the, the trout opener in Mammoth. So that's good that they've coordinated the being able to go to the trout opener and then come back and do the big dream extreme and i think a lot of people are really anticipating that yeah because what was happening was that we sometimes we were overlapping and people had to decide which way to go so this is this is good okay so yeah so get ready february 27th i'm coming to eat some pizza and then you're buying dinner that's and right. I think you're going to buy dinner this time at like a Vincenzo's. Vincenzo's. They reopened. Vincenzo, a they nice reopened, grand reopening, yeah. And I plan on eating very well, so I hope you save your pennies. <laughs> okay? And I'm bringing an entourage, so it won't be cheap. Okay? <laughs> of Mia, course. Mia, you are here now, so yes, get sir. ready. All right. Andrew, any other lakes that we need to cover? Um, so, yeah, so real quick about Lake Elsinore, um, the wipers, they're going to be ready. And when I say ready by Dream Extreme, is that they're going to be a few over 18 inches, which are legal to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen one that was about 16, about 16 and a quarter, about a month and a half ago or so that somebody caught and he let it go, of course. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as Steve always says, they grow an inch a month. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to have some legal ones, you know, for the Dream Extreme coming up. So it's going to be pretty exciting news. Um, from there, uh, Big Bear Lake. Uh, they've been, you know, with some days it's been freezing over, uh, you know, uh, shoreline about 20 to 30 feet out. But with a little wet, uh, warmer weather now, um, it's, it's freeing up a lot more shore space. And the fish, uh, the fish up to uh, eight and a half pounds was caught uh, this past week. Oh, nice. So, I mean, there's big, big rainbows. And what's cool about these fish is that they've been in there for a while. So they have all their fins. I mean, these are beautiful rainbows. Full tail, full fins, and from what I've been hearing from the guys catching them is that they're some really hard fighters. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, well, Big Bear also has their own their own uh, small hatchery. So they, they put a lot of them in the pens, and then they grow them, and, and now they're starting to, to be some pretty monster trout in there. But like you said, I mean, they're they're native to that water. They've been in there, they're, and they're hungry, and they're aggressive well, fish. You know, we, we went up there, Ron. Um, do you remember what month we went? It was June. June. In June. Yeah. So uh, maybe road trip? Yeah. Well, you did some smallmouth bass. Ron and I were catching the trout and oh, I got, doing some I, Yeah, you guys went trout. Trolling. I went bass. And we, yeah. got, we got largemouth. I caught that nice six-pound uh, over there at Boulder. What, what's that called? Place Boulder Bay? Boulder Bay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right yeah, along about the six, shore. Yeah, six, seven-pounder. That there. was a fun trip. And then all the smallmouth you wanted. Okay. We even yeah. got the chance to see the carp uh, in spawning mode. I was on what, what's that? I was out there carp fishing. 
I said I was out there cart fishing, but I didn't have a rod and reel in my hand. I had a bow and arrow. Oh, they were catching the arrows. <laughs> yeah, they were biting yeah. the arrows. Crazy. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, so it was it was great. Yeah. It was beautiful we weather stayed in, in that June. little cabin. You the know, cabin that little... was cool. The pancakes were even better. What was the name of that place we went to for uh, breakfast? The big bear. The, the oh. black bear. No, it's what, famous. What was... Yeah, it's the big bear. Uh... I mean, there's a bear in the front, the, a wooden bear in the, the front. The pancakes are the size of two plates. Yeah, yeah they're, they're super, super wide, super that's big. That's my favorite place. You can okay. go there and put a sticker on the door. On the door. On the the door and, yeah. And, yeah, exactly. On the ceiling, there's stickers all over There's always place. a line out the corner. So Yeah, so that was fun. So, um, yeah, we had great, great, uh, great time at, at, Lake, uh, at uh, Big Bear. All right, keep going, Andrew. So, yeah, so from there, um, this week on Tuesday, uh, Hemet Lake actually got a stock of 4,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbows. Um, and these fish came thick again. They were, you know, a lot of two to three pounders. But I did see some fives all the way up to eight pounds caught. Um, and from what I've heard, that the people that watched them stock, well, there's a couple that looked in that double-digit size. And there's a lot of fish in there still. I mean, this week, you would think, you know, a lot more were caught. But I don't know if there's just not enough anglers going up there or the fish just went a little deeper out of the range but it seems like hardly anything was caught this week so there's still plenty of fish swimming around in there uh from there uh we're going to go to uh uh, uh lake kawia uh lake kawia um they have their uh their dvo derby for saturday as well mm. it's kind of a a local community thing uh over there so that's that's looking up over there. Um, and then uh, from there, uh, Lake Isabella in Kern County, they announced that their fishing derby, uh, they're going to do it again this year like they did last year. So instead of a three-day derby, it's going to be starting April 9th, and it's going to go all the way till July 4th. So basically how that works is you sign up for the derby, they're going to start stocking that week before April 9th, um, and then from there, they're going to, you know, you get like two months to get actually fish. So. Okay. Now, we've been talking about all these lakes and all this stuff, but I think what uh, I like to see a translation. And the mm -hmm. translation is this um, If you were giving, given a rod reel combo, uh, what would you want for these trout? What, uh, what kind of lures would you want? I want to hear some colors. I like to. How do you, okay, so bottom line is we got all this stuff going in these lakes. Now, how do you catch them? Mm -hmm. So uh, let me go to let me go to Tony real quick and Tony give me your favorite setup. Well, I've been using the uh, fishing syndicate line for the trout and they're uh, you know they're super super responsive. You can see the the tip on the on the you can see the bite in the tip mm -hmm. uh, when it's a bigger fish and let's say your float tube and you're going to need a little bit of of uh, power to pull those fish up and uh, so the fishing syndicate line I would definitely 100% okay. I'd match it up what with what size uh, reel? I know uh, size I use, is yeah I use about a thousand a to thousand fifteen hundred okay. uh, I've got a, a line of Stratic and different um, Shimano gear I love the Shimano line mm -hmm. uh, for trout fishing and um, of course you know two pound test to try to use triple X Iser um, you know the two pound is great because the fish you know they're not going to get spooked but that, by you're it, using so. regular line you're not using fluorocarbon I'm using no I'm using floral a fluorocarbon yeah I'm using a floral okay and um, and then a small hook I use a owner size six or eight single hook along with the either I smell a bait and weight here I, right you can do bait and weight that's one of my favorite if you're using a night crawler or or a doe bait 
Uh-huh. All right, well, I'm going to cut you right there. Okay, we come back. I want to hear from Steve. I'm going to hear mm-hmm. from Ron. I want to hear from Andrew. Okay, on your favorites. Folks, you're on Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA. This is Angler Chronicles. And we're going to take a break. Is this a break time? Yeah. All right. We're going, and we'll be right back. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. Welcome back, everybody on Angels Radio, AMA30KLA. There's a little more stick figure there for you. Pretty cool. I'm I love that it. stuff. I'm digging it. Yeah. All right. So um, before we go any <clears throat> further, I want to give out a couple of shout-outs here. Number one, Holly. We saw him this morning here at the, sta- at the stadium. He works here. Holly's been a great friend over the years and want to say uh, a great seeing you this morning, Holly. And also to Robert, Don, Cliff, Mike, Gary, Paul. Jonathan, who's in Texas, 
Agar and Tom. Hey, Agar, Mia is here. Rick, David, Steve, John, and Bob. So thank you for, for listening. And I know there's more of you out there, but I just want to say thank you for listening in. Okay. So um, anyway, uh, let's get back to it. Um, Tony, I didn't let you finish. So the, the perfect setup for most of the lakes in Southern California. You only get one, by the way. Go ahead. Perfect setup. For you, we got one setup. For, for bait, a trout. For, yeah. For I don't care. How, how do you want to fish it? My perfect, my perfect setup. I I would go to night crawlers dipped in biodon, or night crawler injected in with the biodon. If I'm going to bait and wait, if I'm going to use a lure, it's going to be a Thomas Point. I didn't ask you. I said one, one setup, one setup, yeah, one setup, and <laughs> one set. it. Yeah, yeah. So I had two. Can, well, I had the, two. The reason hooks. is that way now everybody <laughs> doesn't repeat the same one. So yeah. one setup for you is pretty much primarily the bait and wait. I'll go with, with a, nightcrawler and with bite a night on. Nightcrawler and bite on. All right, let me go to Ron. Ron, one setup and one setup only. Well, Tony just said it. Okay, so you would do the same one. That's fine. <laughs> well, okay, no, that. I actually do both. I yeah. bait and wait, and I throw a lure. Okay. But okay, so one and Andrew, Andrew, one setup only. Uh, one setup, I'm definitely gonna have to go with the fishing syndicate, uh, green monster, which is a one to four pound, uh, uh ultra light, uh-huh. uh, paired up with a, a thousand size reel, um, either a Stratic CI4, uh, or something along that line. Uh, I fill it with two pound Isers triple X. I don't use them, just straight Isers. I mean, the thing comes in a 6,000, you know, yard spool, so I can use that for, you know, a year or two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll, I'll start with throwing either a yellow-white hookah bait or a, uh, a red crab hookah bait. Mm-hmm. reason for that is those fish get really active right when that sun starts coming up, and they come after and they slam that bait. Now, if those aren't getting hit, I'll actually go to something a little bit smaller. Okay, so okay, okay so, so what? You guys need to go back to uh, school. I said, you know, and, and go pay attention when you're, you're teaching math. One, no, not two, not one. three. In the well, morning and one in the afternoon. Yeah, now I'm going to go, Steve Carson. One. Carson, what's what's your favorite? <laughs> well, before I get to it, Andrew hit on something really important that we uh-huh. talked about all the time with tuna, but never talked about with trout. And when you're using two pound test line, and by the way, Sergio. That's really all you need is the two-pound test line. Everything else doesn't matter. But when you're using two-pound test line, there's no margin for error. If you have had a good day or even a lousy day and you've cast it and you've cast it and you've drugged your line through the rocks and the mud, change it. Fresh line, especially with two-pound test. Thank you for reminding me of that, Andrew, because that is so key. Um, Now, what I use, I don't really like bait and weight, so... I'm going to go with, uh, personally, I go with a freshwater surface iron rig, a 9-foot Fenwick, 2 to 8-pound. If the 9-foot rod scares you, you can go as short as, but no shorter than, 7 feet for throwing atomic tubes. Or uh, my favorite one is putting on a a Berkeley atomic power tube, a Berkeley, either a power trout worm or a gulp trout worm, of some kind of weird contrasting color, something bright that the fish haven't seen. You know, if everybody's catching fish on pink, I'm gonna throw chartreuse or whatever. And the one change you have to allow me, Sergio, is sometimes I'm throwing that little, uh, either a 1 16th or a 1 32nd ounce tube. I may or may not have a bobber snapped on a line anywhere from three to, and that's why I like the nine foot rod. I may snap that bobber on as high as eight feet above the lure to make sure I'm just 
dangling it in front of the fish's face. Yeah, that's a technique I've seen Tony use a lot, the bobber. A lot with those water bobber, water bobbers and oh, yeah, oh, the water yes, bobbers. Yeah. One more thing, it's not a rod, so I can add it. Mm. Not one of those little nets the size of a spaghetti strainer. Get a big net. Yes, and the biggest net I've seen to the date is Andrews. I don't know if you've seen him. You, we, we, we could fit the entire Angler Chronicles crew inside that net. He brought it out to uh, Finn and Feather when I'm. <laughs> He just looked at it like, oh, my Lord. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, good. You know, And the reason is, you know, I'm not a big trout guy, and so I just want to hear, you know, one, you know, your favorites from me. So when we do go to Fin and Feather, or, uh, every time I go to Fin and Feather, it's real simple. A Thomas Boyan something or some type of a of a jig. Something you can I, throw. I don't even know if you guys call them jigs. What do you call those? Uh, lures. Lures, okay? Because uh, jigs mean something different for you guys. So, um, yeah, I, and I've had plenty of luck, but it may not always work. Okay? So, yeah. So I, I, I The bait and weight is not my gig. I mean, unless I want to have lunch. <laughs> Put it there. Uh, I, I just need action. So I think probably... I go for the, the scenery more than... You know, if you're out in Mammoth, you're fishing you're a lot of different types of fishing, but it's it's mostly the scenery that you're taking. Yeah, in. but you take a lot of pictures of sunsets, okay, <laughs> and I don't, okay? I take a lot of pictures with fish on. So um, I'm interested in, you know, what, what works. Uh, I know Ron's one of the favorite things he likes to do is also not only the bite on, but the, is it the fairy dust? or The fury. The fury dust. Okay. Bite on Fury, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the actual name, Tony? Fury? It's, yeah, Bite on Fury. Fury. Bite okay. on Fury. Bite on Fury, which is the dust. I've seen him do that a lot. And um, I noticed that it doesn't always stay on, but it creates that trail. And yeah, that trail a, brings a, them in. Exactly. I think the other thing that I may do is may go with a hookup bait, okay? Because that, that gives me a chance to play around and, and, and move things. If not, I get bored. But that's just me. Okay, because I, I go to when I've been to all these lakes, I see all these rods on but the side. But that's sides. more than one thing. That was more than one thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, I wanted, you know, for me, it's just, you know, one or the other. I want to try. The reason I had you guys say it is so that gives me ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I didn't want you guys overlapping, saying all the same stuff. I'm going to take a picture of my tackle box later, and I'll post it, because I've got a lot of really great lures, different colors, different mm -hmm. sizes, different weights, and I think it'll give people a lot better idea of, if you're going to go into a store and buy something, we can help save you some time. Yeah, okay. Sir, so let, let, me, let me add one other thing, since I forgot to say it, and everybody's kind of been trending towards 1,000-size uh, uh, reels. One person mentioned a 1,500, and, you know, if you look at the lakes, you see a lot of tiny little 750 size reels which are cute but i actually will bump up a little bit also i'm balancing a nine foot fenwick to a 2000 size reel which yeah. really isn't any heavier but as a bigger spool so guess what i can cast further and you know what when you're if you're baiting waiting actually if you can cast 30 40 feet that's it's really probably plenty but when you're when you're casting or retrieving all the time obviously the longer the cast the more water you're going to cover mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things I didn't hear you guys say was the owner Marishad. I uh, I use the Marishad um, for trolling only, for, or what? well, pretty much yes. Unless there is a, um, I want to say a slight wind behind me or something mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, I I always and see, but you only said one thing. Yeah. If I'm trolling, it is a pink or the golden yeah. red. Remember the golden red Irvine Lake? We used yeah. to troll all the time with yeah. that, and that was just a hot. That was straight, a hot ticket. Yeah, straight straight owner. Yeah, yeah. So okay, good. Good, good, good. All right. Um, then let me ask uh, to close the freshwater segment. Okay. Um, yep. has, has there any been any bass? I, my, my buddy Rusty is, is catching uh, them. 
Yeah, there there has uh, definitely uh, Silvaro, who is fishing at Irvine Lake, uh, caught a 9.6-pound uh, largemouth. Uh, he was out there. They were fishing for rainbow trout. They've been stocking, you know, biweekly. Um, he was soaking the nightcrawler. And I think what's happening is with all those trout that are staying, you know, close to shore, those big bass are coming in to eat them, kind of how Steve was talking about earlier. And, you know, seeing this nightcrawler and opportunity ate it. And, you know, so he was able to get this bass in, take some nice pictures and let it go. But Amen. there's there's some bigger bass. There's also been some bigger stripers. Uh, that caught that got caught this week. Uh, one angler was fishing uh, the aqueduct in a uh, Los Banos area, and he ended up hooking into a 41 pounder uh, that was 47 inches long. So, I mean, that was a big, big striper that he got up there. Very cool. Jeez. Very 40 cool. 40 pound striper. Yeah. <laughs> That's serious stuff. Serious stuff. All righty. Yeah. Okay. So, from there, I got one more. That's mm-hmm. a good transition fresh salt water. Uh, huge congratulations to an angler up in San Luis Obispo, uh, Maximo de Jesus. Uh, de Jesus. De Jesus. <laughs> he's from that Fresno that Fresno area. Now, he was out surf fishing uh, with his wife. Uh, they were targeting uh, surf perch. And mm-hmm. he hooked into something a little bit bigger than that, uh, got it into the shore, and it ended up being a, um, uh, a uh, what do you call it? Um, Oh my God! It was actually a rainbow trout, but what they call what do they call that, Steve, in the ocean? That would be a steelhead. That would be illegal. Yeah, and he was uh, yeah, and he let it go, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not, something kind of crazy to see, you know, an actual trout that a steelhead goes to the ocean and to be able to catch him in the ocean. Um, it's something that doesn't happen too often because you usually only see them when they come back into the river. Right. Right. Okay. Cool. Very good. Anything else, my friend? Uh, well, as far as uh, fresh water, that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Uh, just go out there and catch some fish. All righty. I like it. I like it. All right, uh, Tony. Anything you want to? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna change real quick here. Salt's coming. All right. So what else? I just want to give a big shout out to all the people at Gold Lake in Minnesota this uh, this day. They're doing well, a big the, the, the ice thing. It's a giant ice. It's the largest ice fishing event in the world. Twenty thousand anglers get out there from. They're already starting to set up, but from nine nine to twelve, from twelve to uh, four o'clock, there's the fishing event. Twenty thousand people. Can you imagine? And on a lake, on a lake that's all ice, and they're, they're not so, worried about the weight. Of there's 20, no weight. People. Yep, it's all. They're all. They're all. Uh, they're all just <laughs> ice fishing in the holes. And uh, big shout out to my friend John Irwin out there. He's fishing with his brother, and they're excited for this annual event that's been going on for almost uh, 30 years now. 30 years. Can you imagine? Wow. That's cool. Wow. Well, as long as you got good music, I'd be there. <laughs> All right. All right, folks. We're going to wrap that. that we're gonna, that'll take care of the, the fresh water. We're going to move into some salt water, some activities, some information, all kinds of stuff coming forward. Okay. So this is Angels Radio, AMA 30K, LAA, Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Radio AM 830 KLAA.
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Hi, this is Troy Terry, and you're listening to Ducks Radio, AM Everybody on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And as promised, we're going to move on to some other topics. So let me go to what happened this week. Ron, we'll talk about that. You wanted to say a few things. Uh, Taco Tuesday, uh, we raised $2,400 for Fishers of Men. I want to thank everybody who came out. A very good showing. And I'll pass that over to you, Ron. Well, you know, I want to thank everybody. It was one of the better Taco Tuesdays uh, that we had, you know, and with what Omnicron going on and all the really cool stuff, um, everybody came out. Everybody did a really great job, and it was just uh, just a really, really fun time. Um, we had exactly 101 people there, and it was a perfect number. It didn't feel overcrowded. 101? 101. That means and everybody was a Dalmatian. There you go. And um, it was just, uh, of course, uh, we didn't see Andrew Mack, but, you know... Um, well, you know, he just so, to me now he's back. So, so he's about not four a lizard. Yeah. Well, oh, we go from worm to but, lizard, but there's a cockroach in the middle. Right. If you want to give him, put it down to a cockroach, but, he kind of getting back to that. You know, and the giveaway was good, like you said, that twenty four hundred dollars, um, and that's what it's all about, folks. Um, we all had a good time. We laughed. It's great to see Cliff. Um, you know, uh, and all our. Oh, you no, if you mention Cliff, you got to mention John. The two mention John. But no, I mentioned Cliff because you know everybody needs to pray for Cliff and really get out there and get after it, and uh, yeah. and also Derek. So, mm-hmm. but it was really great to and see Chuchin. everybody at Chachin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So everybody out there, if you know somebody that's got cancer and is fighting it, pray hard, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it was it was good. It was uh, fantastic. We had a lot of good people there. Rick and Dina came from the Ocean Odyssey, and and um, we had Steve Facuto, and we had Steve Phelps, you know, the manager and the owner of uh, Long Beach Sport Fishing. Uh, we had you know all the all the uh, clubs were represented for you know it was just fun time. And it just, uh, it was good to get everybody out there. And, uh, you know, guys, um, thank you very, very much. I can't, I can't, I can't overstate that, you know. And then we gave away shoes in Anaheim. That was pretty cool. To, that's what this did. And that's, that's, that's what we do with this money. And it's, everything goes toward it. So, cool. Yeah, I thought it was very, very nice. Um, we, we get a chance to come together and um, raise funds for a very, very worthy cause. Okay, and uh, you can't beat that. And at the same time, we get to see each other. That's one thing, you know, with this Omicron, we don't get to see each other. In fact, uh, Mia is a perfect example. Although, Mia, you're not not coming because of Omicron. You're just not coming because you can't get up and Blue Jays and stuff. Blue Jays. But, you know, we're we're represented (laughs) by, you know, and and the vendors out there, we can't do this out there. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll let Sergio run them all down. He's got that... uh, yeah, so uh, so this is how Taco Tuesday went, and I want to make sure everybody is aware. Um, we had the 2022 New Year Listener Appreciation Giveaway. God, what a name. Okay. Um, and we gave away a lot of great stuff. We gave a couple overnight tickets. Um, you had a choice of a one day and a half or two overnight trips on the El Dorado. There was one by Mike Marsh. Okay. And congratulations to Mike. And he chose, like I said, the two trips on the El Dorado. Then we gave away a day and a half on the Ocean Odyssey. That's around $500. Uh, Let's see. Then we gave away an accurate reel. Uh, I think it was a 500. We gave away, let's see, the Fishing Syndicate Rod. It was the light, right? Uh, uh, well, no, uh, and about the rod, um, what what one was a? It's an Angler Chronicles right. 2022 special edition. So, nice. uh, Angler Chronicles now for 2022 will have a, a an L, an M, an H, and a bass rod like the ones I use. Uh, but there'll be custom Angler Chronicles. So it, it's not custom for what you want. Okay, it's an Angler Chronicles uh, rod designed by us. So those are the, you know, the, the four to get you started. Okay, they got a lot more rods there, but it's a good one to get you started. It's a, it's a special series for Angler Chronicles. So that one, one of those was given away. Actually, the first one, I don't even have those rods yet. Me neither. Okay, so um, um, the winner got the first shot at it. And then, of course, the Palmdale Fit and Feather that. My understanding, yeah, it is Robert. We did locate him on social media, so that is really cool. So uh, they get to enjoy that. So we got we that we got that out of the way. I told everybody I was going to go either live or uh, videotape it. Mm-hmm. Uh, live, I couldn't figure it out, Andrew. That you're the only one that knows how to do live. And Tony did his first his best Mia for Taco Tuesday, so he wasn't there. So that that, that shot out. So I, I got this little tripod. And uh, we put my phone on there, and we videotaped it. Of course, I gave it to, I forgot who, to watch. And when I look at it, our heads are all cut off. You just you don't see that. It was, oh. like, too close. Yeah. Not to mention Mike Marsh's name, but oh. Mike, thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we did. So, so the video, it wasn't that good. So, 
but but rest assured, 101 people were witnesses there, and we had the uh, the actual uh, tickets picked by the representatives. So, for example, cool. uh, the El Dorado was picked by Steve Phelps. The Rick pulled the ticket for the Ocean Odyssey. Um, ben for Accurate. I did uh, Fishing Syndicate, and you did Ron for Palmdale. Yeah. So cool. everybody was represented. It was it was really cool. So uh, again, if you don't call in, you don't get a ticket. You don't get a chance to win the prize. And I was glad to see everybody was there. Also, want to thank everybody that came from far away. We had a couple of guys from San Diego. Yeah. We had some people from up in San Bernardino. Man, I have come no out. excuse then. Yeah, That's no, 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 no. You're, you're like you're excuseless, <clears throat> man. Okay, so no blue jays. Taco Tuesday was another success, I believe. When is the next Taco Tuesday? If I know February uh, yeah. 25th, I think it is. It's a 20. I'm going to put it in my calendar right now. There's only 22 days in February. Or 21 days in February. There's only 21 days in February. You want to try that again? Yeah. Okay, so everybody, it'll be February 30th. (laughs) <laughs> actually, very nice. There's 28 days. It's it's no, actually the I, I I'm I'm correct. I was going to say the 22nd. I thought the 21st, but it's the because 25th. the 28th 22nd is, is on a Monday. So and there's only no. When is Taco days. Tuesday? I just said the 20, uh, 22nd. 22nd. Okay, the 22nd. So February 22nd is Taco Tuesday. We'll have the next one, and please come out and and hang out with us. We really have a good time. There's no pressure. There's no nothing. It's and just, I only told two jokes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody remembers. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, they uh, anyways. Anyway, so yeah, so uh, having said that, great Taco Tuesday. It was good. Okay, so that was good. And we got a chance to raffle off the stuff for the show. Uh, next, just uh, not that anybody can really get involved, but I just want to let you know a new project that we've got going. It's called Battle of the Branches. Uh, we've gotten together with uh, Joe from Joe's Charters. And, um, Ron, that's the one you, me, and Ben went to help. We had the veterans, and we actually jumped on a boat and took care of some veterans while fishing. That was pretty cool. Right. So this time what they're doing is a battle of the branches. We're going to have, I think, four or five boats going out of San Diego just for the day. And each boat (laughs) will be, each branch will be be represented per boat. So, for example... There's an army. He's going to mm-hmm. be on one boat, uh, navy on the other, air force and so on, marines. Okay, so uh, I know that we are going to be on the army boat. Okay, that's good for me because I was army. What's that? When is that? Uh, that's going to be on March 25th. Um, you can't get on the boats, but if you want to come out to H&M Landing and root for everybody, what we're going to try to do in the morning is uh, maybe do a, the national anthem. Cool. Okay, and then we're going to have the Coast Guard guide us out. We are going to film this for a future episode. That's what uh, Ron and I will be giving to this, and um, it'll be just really cool. Take a veteran out, and um, and, and not only veterans, but active military mm-hmm. right, we're taking. taking. So we'll, each boat will have about 16 to 20 of these um, these guys, soldiers. I'm going to say it's just soldiers. And then it's going to be a group of um People like in our boat, it'll be Ron and me. I think we have Tito Ortiz. Don't we have Rick? Rick Scott may be on there as well. Um, we're going to be on the Legend. And uh, so it'll be really, really cool. Really, really cool. So that's just uh, want to let everybody know that we will be doing that on March. And I'll give you guys more more information as I get it. Because maybe we can have a, 
a group of people show up and, and just root these guys on, either coming in or, or, or leaving in the morning, okay? All right. Uh, one of the things we've already talked about, but I want to make sure everybody gets correct because there are some um, confusion. And I know that Rockfish right now is closed, but it's going to, we'll be opening up here in just a, another month. And St Steve put up this, this really good stuff out there about Rockfish, some information. So, Steve, can, can you just review one more time the Rockfish well, yeah, and I did put I did put some nice photos up, nice clear photos up on uh, the Friends of Angler Chronicles page um, for the um, the three species that are most relevant. I mean, there's some some other changes. There's always little changes here and there, and as as always, I must always advise check the regulations carefully. Be sure you understand them, and be absolutely sure, Sergio. Mm -hmm. But you know what kind of fish you have before you keep it. Correct. Um, so, given all that, um, they have uh, now, um, uh, what's the word, uh, internal bag limits or sublimits within the overall rockfish limit of 10. You can still keep 10, but, the, um, and don't get me started on the data that, that drove these new regulations. Let's just say I don't necessarily agree with the stock assessment that they're based on, but you know what? The rule's the rule, the law's the law. You got to follow it. Okay. Well, now, Steve, they're, they're telling me, Steve, they're telling me I got about, about a minute and a half. So, okay, get right to it. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, me get wordy? <laughs> no, I'll give you more time. But I'm, and, okay. uh, I'm going to break. Quillback, Quillback rockfish did not used to have a sublimit within the ten. You can keep 10, now you can keep one, okay? Wow. And copper rockfish didn't used to have a sublimit, a.k.a. chucklehead. Some people know by that name. Mm -hmm. You could used to be able to keep 10, now you can keep one out of your 10. Uh. And vermilion rockfish, which um, I've, I've ignited a little bit of a controversy just by mentioning the fact that some people call vermilion rockfish red snapper. They are not red snapper, but that's what people call them. That's what they think they are. And you can only keep four. You used to be able to keep five. So make sure you know what the heck you are catching. All right. And then just uh, this question just came up, and go ahead and answer it up on the air, about whitefish. Can you keep whitefish right now? Yeah. Okay. So whitefish are year-round. Yes. Okay. All right. So that that's that's very important fish. because March here first will be here around any minute. And this is my primarily for private boaters and um, cuz you can catch reds in 100 feet of water by the way. Okay? So or vermilions. All right, we're going to take uh, another break here and when we come back, oh wow, we already burned up the first hour. We're going to talk to the sheriff and the sheriff is on the AC3, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so he's playing hooky, but it's okay. He's there with Captain Corby Jackson and Captain Giacomo, Jack Lester. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, you're on Ducks Radio, AMA 30K, LAA.
Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLA. This is Angler Chronicles. And, you know, for the last, what, eight years, you hear this song, it means that the man, the man himself is on deck. And this time, he really is on the deck. He's on the deck of the AC3, the new defiance that we've got over there at Freedom Boat Club. So without further ado, Denny Jackson... The man, the myth, the legend, the sheriff himself. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Sergio, and the Angel Chronicles crew. Yeah, actually, I'm not. I'm not the Freedom Boat Club yet. I'm at Jack's house. Mm. Got Jack and Corby. Jack and Corby, right here. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hey, hi, guys. <laughs> you know, you know, I love you guys. I, I, you know what? I, I saw them grow up. I mean, I, I've known these kids for what thirty years. Okay, I remember Corby, I mean, being, what, 16, 17 years old on the deck of the freelance, and Giacomo really green behind the ears coming in. I saw Jack more as a captain of the Twilight on Saturday, on the weekends, and then um, the courtship with your daughter. Okay, I went through some of that, and yeah, I remember when Corby and Jack were on the deck, there was just so much fun. Great times back in the day out of Davy's Locker on the freelance. So I've known these these kids growing up. And now they're not kids or our size. <laughs> and they turned out okay anyways. Yeah. In, sp- in spite of us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I, that's right, Ron. Anyway, well, it's all good, Sergio. We're on the way to Freedom Boat Club, and you're right. We're on the AC3, the Defiance Pilot House. And, and Nacho's got live squid this weekend. I want everybody to know that. And um, I hope he so saves me some for Tuesday. Tell him to save me some for Tuesday. I'll tell him that. He says he's got plenty. That's what Don Ashley put a report on uh, the radio there. So anyway, we're looking forward to that. I just want to let uh, our listeners know that tomorrow morning, 830, we're going to run the, the Cedrus episode, the most recent Cedrus, uh, Cedrus Royalty, the Zomar Palace. And that's a real good one. Actually, at 8 o'clock, you get one last look at the ocean odyssey. And of course, it'll run uh, five times all during the week, Sergio. Yeah, I know. It's a great episode, and it's a precursor because we do have a brand new one. About, uh, a new Cedros uh, trip that we're going to be highlighting here real soon. You just got a taste of the ocean odyssey. I've. Uh, uh, the next one coming up will be a Van Warmer Resort getaway. That was that was a lot of fun. And then after that will be the new Cedros. Then we'll have another. We got a lot of new episodes coming, so just be patient. But listen, what I want to do is wish you and the family, because you truly have. I, I can't imagine how much you're going to enjoy this day, whether or not you catch any fish, because you get to have your two favorite captains and your daughter with you. That's just you can't buy that, Jackson. No, that's that's right. Price from Sergio, so we're looking forward to it. <clears throat> Carrie, say hello to Sergio here. Hi, Sergio. Good morning. Good morning, Carrie. I always love listening. to uh, One of the best teachers in Southern California by far. 
Okay, a great educator we have here in Southern California. In fact, she she teaches at a high school very, very close to my house. So that's really, really cool. All right, well, listen, Jackson, I'm not going to delay you anymore. You get out there. Be careful it's cold. Now, I know you're not going to be suffering the cold because you're inside the pilot house. I go on the center console. So yeah, that's, that's, that's not cool, man. I, you want to be like Sergio, you got to go without any covering. Okay, and see how 49 degrees feels at 30 miles an hour. Yeah, that's about zero, I think. <laughs> anyway, go get them, go get them, guys, and um, you know, let me know how the day goes, and let me know where you fished because I'm out there again on Tuesday. All right. Right. I'm, okay. You guys have a great weekend, sir. Right. Bill, Ron, and everybody. Thank you so much, my friend. All right, yep, okay. there, there's the sheriff. He's going out today. Yeah. In fact, when we got out of the car this morning, I happened to look at your uh, uh, at the temperature there, Ron, on your in your car. It was 50 degrees. Okay. I say it was straight 50. When I got in my car this morning, it was 44, and it felt like it. Yeah. Well, imagine I, I leave about six six fifteen in the morning. Uh, and we get it up, uh, you know, in the dark, you know, I'll go 15, you know, maybe 20. And there is no it's cold. no cover. Yeah, I just long johns, layers. Definitely layers. Uh, co- face covering. I mean, if, if I ever use a mask, <laughs> boy, oh, boy, is it now, which is good in the cold. Okay. And I even got some goggles that I wear because your eyes, you yeah. know, when the wind hits you, it dries them up. So anyway, so good luck out there, Sheriff. I, I will say this. I was out there on Tuesday, and we'll talk about that. Really good stuff. Okay. All right. Let me go back to Steve. Let me circle back, as they say now. And Steve, we were talking about the rockfish. And the reason I, I mentioned this, um, I've seen a lot of guys not realizing that if you fish in 300 to 400 feet right now, about all you're going to catch are rockfish. And I went by, I was fishing on Tuesday, I went by one of the deeper area to get to another place, and I saw several fish floating okay and they were little ones which i'm hoping they didn't keep the big ones Mm -hmm. and i and i hope that if they did keep the big ones they got stopped by fishing game um we do not like these rules we may not agree with these rules but we need to follow these rules we don't want to be that guy okay and um it's just not cool the other thing i highly recommend one other thing one other thing that um Everybody, just like a regulation for nets that you have to have in the boat, Sergio. I have one now, yes. So, just a little reminder, but it's not a, a – uh, um, oh, I, another word with that – another new word. It's not a mandate yet, uh, although it is in other areas, in other in other states. Uh, I believe in Oregon, Washington, British Columbia, you have to have on the boat a descending device. That's right. Now, there's a lot of them, a lot of different ones on the market, and, you know, uh, maybe we could have a, a discussion of that in a show someday. It gets a little a little deep, a little wordy. But you have to have an easy, practical way to get those fish, those fish back down that are either the wrong species or the wrong season, whatever it may be. Or, or maybe they're just too small and you don't want to keep them. No. You've got to have a descending device. Um, just about, I have noticed... Just about all saltwater-oriented tackle shops now carry one kind or another. 
Yeah, no, they, they have. It should be a law. They, they have them, and yeah, like Rock Ron said, maybe you know, mandating hey, them because with all these laws are coming out with, how about something to keep these fish from floating? You know? Yeah. Well, well, right. And all you all you have to do is just get your your old deep water rock cod rod that you that you can't use anymore. You don't want to use it. Maybe it's even still got Dacron on it. Ron, do you have any of those? Uh, no, and I you know how much I love rock fishing. I trust me, I. You know what? Well, if I wanted, if I wanted to swap meat for ten bucks, with just an old broomstick of a rod, get a big sinker. You also nobody's using those big three to five pound sinkers anymore. Yeah. Put that, put that on it because a big rockfish that you know has got his uh, his uh, his bladder blown up is hard to sink, and um, and just have that thing at the ready, uh, uh, whether it's a small fish, a, a, a big fish, wrong species clamp him on there, drop him back down. You don't have to drop him back down all the way to the bottom. Generally, you just have to get him one atmosphere, maybe two atmospheres down, yeah. which is 33 to 66 feet, and they will swim the rest of the way on their own. You just got to do it fast. Well, yeah, Get a little by on the deck for 10 minutes. Well, yeah, I remember when we used to use a, a milk crate, and you had, you know, They're weights both, on each side. Those are great. Those are really good. Yeah, I know. And, and, and if you get the weight even on each side and let that down, uh, you don't have to worry about unhooking it and stuff. It, it, you just pull up, and it just—I I don't understand why people don't do it. And it, whatever. Something, something. Yeah. Well, anyway, so if you guys want to know what everything that we're talking about, we've done several episodes, where especially the Alaska ones and the one up in British Columbia. We've done one on the Pacific Islander that I know has that system, the El Dorado. Uh, and you can actually see what the deckhands do, okay, to, to send those fish down. And you should have one of these um, simply because, you know, I mean, I always say, look, I'm not a fish eater, so, you know, I'm going to be the wrong person to say this, but um, just take what you're going to eat and release the rest. I mean, just, uh, there's no need to, the days of kill them all mentality, if you're still that, dude, you need to get off the water, okay? Um, that, that's not that's not good good anymore. And it's not that you've gone one way or the other. It's just that, you know what, I, I hope you're evolving. Okay, that's just a, a well, bad way. Be, be conservation. You don't have to be yeah. a preservationist, but definitely conserve what we got so that we can pass it on to the next generation and the generation after that. You know, I'm not into all these crazy laws, and when, when they don't make sense, they don't make sense, okay? Right. But there's certain little basic things that we can do to make sure our sport is that much better and that we're not seen as these killers and stuff like that. And if you like that, well, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, it's not, that's not what I stand for. Okay. Um, again, keep what you're going to eat, release the rest. Okay. You don't have to, the, the kill all mentality of the 80s and 90s really needs to be put away. Okay. Well, George uh, Bocanegra just sent me a, um, a thing here. You can go to, to uh, department uh, oceaned.org and you can get a free release advice. Yeah, there you go. So, okay, you, know, you, if you, you won't want to go out there and pay for it. But, you know, and Mike Blue, good morning, sir, uh, brought up a good point. He says, you know, people are still out there looking for sculpting and stuff, and they're at two, 300 feet. So that's probably where some of these may be coming from. Right. But you got to have a descending advice. Come on, people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it should be there. Okay. So, again, uh, that's, that's our soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> our soap opera. That's for one the of the things that really bug me. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, let's just, just, try to conserve um, 
that's the best way. And I hear the fines are getting really, really big. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. So, all right. So uh, let's go ahead and take another short break here. I'm going to come back. I'm going to ask Steve about carb. I'm going to talk about the future of Olive Crest. And then the PCS show coming in here in February. Okay. So when we get back, we'll talk about all that stuff. This is Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. Angler Chronicle with your Iron Men, the crew. We'll be right back. Radio AM830 KLAA. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Fishing fanatics will love a value-packed membership in Freedom Boat Club. For only a one-time entry fee and low monthly dues, you can access offshore fishing boats, walk-arounds, bow riders, pontoons, and cruisers at Freedom Boat Club of Huntington Beach and San Diego, plus 950 boats at nearly 100 locations nationwide. Hook up with Freedom Boat Club and get three months free on all new memberships. Call 888-781-7363. That's 888-781-7363. Our cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Ducks Radio AM 830 KLAA. You liking this, Tony? Digging it. Tony's digging this music. I love it. <laughs> All right, folks, you're on Ducks Radio AMA 30 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. Again, stick figure. I really Even Ron's get into it. Look at that. Uh, it's good stuff. Dancing. You know what? It's really good for the boat. You know, I'm out on the boat. This yeah, is, this is it's good chill. stuff. All right, let me, um, Ron, you wanted to say something? Yeah, let me go back to that. Uh, you can only get a free release uh, uh, device. You get a laminated ID card, which will help you. ID all these fish that we're only going to allow oh, to have one cool. now, mm-hmm. and they're actually it's a group out of Oregon. It's a um, that uh, and if you can donate to them, also you can. Make it's OceanED.org. Capital O C E A N Capital E D dot org. Okay, I don't think the capitals matter. Ocean Ed. Yeah, it's oceaned.org, but it's yeah, definitely. And we want I'm looking out here. You know, Jorge Bocanegra put it up yeah, there, so it's right. like thank you very much. Uh, he put it in the wrong group, but it's okay. We have <laughs> all right, but it's all good. Um, all right. Having said that, I do want to mention oh, this. Is, huh? I got to get going. I'm about to enter the mountains right now, so I'm going to lose service here. Enter the mountains. Okay, did you shave? <laughs> was, I mean, no, Bigfoot. You look like Bigfoot, so make sure you shave. Anyway, listen, uh, Andrew, have a good one. Get, get Catch some fish, and we'll talk to you next week, bud. All right, guys. Talk to you later. All right. 
All right. Um, I was looking here, and our dear friend Orchid Martinez is listening in by, from Baja Fishing Convoys. And I just want to remind everybody that we are going to Bahia de Los Angeles, or Bay of L.A. It's on the Sea of Cortez side. Uh, an Angler Chronicles trip. We're going to be going on there um, June 2nd through the 6th. And there are some openings, so do me a huge favor. Reach out to Orchid. Uh, either on Facebook, Orchid Martinez, or I would just say go to Baja Fishing Convoys. Uh, you can catch their website. Um, would you like her phone number? Yeah, give her phone number out. 619-483-7315. One more time. 619-483-7315. And I believe I put the cost. It's actually going to be on our schedule. Okay, good. And you got, you'll soon be able to see it. Ron's putting the final touches. And uh, Ron's trying to get our list out for the PCS show, which right. is the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Okay, it's coming up here real shortly in Orange County. So we'll have some some copies for everybody, and it should be on the website by then. So anyway, uh, Baja Fishing Convoys, you can catch her on Facebook. She's got There's a Baja Fishing Convoy Friends uh, on um, a group. There's a page. Get a hold of her if you want to join us. I know Paul just signed up, so he's coming with us as well. So we're going to have fun. And we are going to film this one. So if you're interested in being on TV, good way of doing it. Good way of doing it. Okay, Bay of LA. She'll give you all the details, what kind of fish, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that she got my attention to is they're practicing the same thing, a catch and release, CPR, uh, catch photograph and release. Um, in Mexico as well, they're they're pushing it. In fact, when I last time, last few times I've been at Van Warmers, if you catch a Dorado, for example, which is they're wide open Dorado in the East Cape, and they're under 32 inches, they really insist that you release them. The sad thing is, you know, we come back from our trips and I see these little dinks hanging. Okay. Um, and they go, well, filet is a filet. Well, yeah, keep, keep at it. Now, the Dorado is kind of cool because, Steve, the Dorado is one of the, the fastest-growing fish in the ocean, right? Yeah, they they grow really super fast, uh, and they don't live that long. Right, I was going to say. Five, five or six years. Five or six years, yeah. Size one, and, you know, a nice, a nice big 20-pounder is only you know, barely two years old. Right. Because, let's face it, they're not too bright. They eat everything in their face. Mm-hmm. So they grow fast, right? Kind of sounds. Like and they're me. sought after by other game fish. Okay, so oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. All, you know, your 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 all your billfish species, a lot of your shark species, uh, uh, and several of the tuna species love to eat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, they, but the the key point is CPR. Okay, where in my ca- my case. CPKR. Right. Okay, because I like to give them a kiss on the forehead before I release them. So, um, but just, uh, yeah, um, let, just try to let these things go so that we have a, a future stock. Okay, enough, enough of the uh, soapbox. Tony, stop this, dude. Stop it, stop <laughs> it, stop it. All right. Okay, now let's talk about uh, carb. All right, Steve? Just from, you know, from... Um, 10,000 10, feet up, you know, just just give us a little uh, background what's going on. Yeah, I am the furthest thing from a gearhead, and people that know about the inside of engines uh, have my utmost respect because that is not me. <laughs> uh, you know, I just want to get on the boat and go fishing. And the car- carb, for those who don't know, is California 
Air Resources Board, okay, who just about everybody should be familiar from uh, all the various uh, uh, car emission rules, etc., has set their sights on sport fishing boats and trying to keep it very untechnical and just a broad overview. You can look and read as much as you feel like you want to comprehend on the technical part. They want all the sport fishing boats, that is uh, party boats, to convert to the new non-polluting or less polluting tier four engines. Okay, well, I guess that's a noble cause, except for there's one problem. They aren't invented yet for fishing boats or for boats. You can get them in cars and trucks and other stuff, but you can't get them in boats. They don't exist. They haven't been invented. That's number one. Number two, when they were going and doing their analysis, this is to me is the bigger travesty because it just shows that it's fundamentally flawed from the beginning. <laughs> Somebody decided that all the party boats, and, and I should add the whale-watching boats too because a lot of times it's the same boat, are classified as harbor craft, meaning they spend all their time, or almost all their time, in the harbor and emitting whatever amount of, uh, you know, air pollutant emissions that they, that they, that they uh, let out. And when they're in the harbor, they're right near the land. Well, they do spend most of their time in the harbor, as we all know, parked with their engine off. When, they, when, the, when the engine is running, what are they doing? They're immediately going out of the harbor and way out in the ocean anywhere from two to 200 miles. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's the most fundamental misclassification of a motor vehicle of any kind that they've ever done. And there, there, was, a, there was a big meeting and a, a webinar uh, back on January 12th where everybody pointed this out and they went, hmm, you're right, we don't care. Mm-hmm. So again, without without getting into the into the technical parts of what sits in a boat, what works in a boat, when will they be invented, who'll pay for them, how much will your sport fishing and whale watching boat tickets go up? Will the boats simply go out of business? Yes, they will. Um, and they, well, I think it's the one good thing is is then only multi bazillionaires who can afford really cool super modern yachts will be able to go out and go saltwater fishing in California. Won't that be great? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that gets me is <clears throat> they want to give us a mandate on this, a specific engine uh, that hasn't been actually invented yet. So they want you to run with something that is fictitious. It doesn't happen. It, it, does, it, it doesn't exist. So that doesn't make any sense. So we'll just keep finding the fight. And this is, I think, why I brought up the thing about releasing the fish, make sure you're not getting caught by fish and game. Let's not give them anything to, eat, to, to feed on, you know. Um, as fishermen, you know, one of the the things that we do at uh, Angler Chronicles, Ryan and I, when we, we launched this company, we just said, hey, we just want to give back and, and, and you know, give a better name to, to a fisherman than what society perceives us to be. And that's why we, we, we took up uh, Fishers of Men and Friends of Rollo and the Olive Crest and um, the Wounded Warriors, um, you know, we just, whatever, wherever we can help, the, the, our first responders, the burn, the Grossman Burn Center, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Wherever we can help, we will help. Uh, but it takes all of us, you know, it's a village, you know, so it's like we got to change our attitudes. I, I unfortunately went through the, um, the 80s and 90s. I was part of that kill them all mentality. I remember getting off the uh, party boats where, 
you know, be 90 people. It was 900 bass because you can have 900 bass, and that was only 12 inches at the time. Um, and, and, you know, watching just people get off the boat and see bags full of fish mm-hmm. being left behind. Okay, that's got to stop, okay? And because um, um, it's wasteful, you know? I mean, I mean people... There's a need somewhere. I mean, if you want to feed some people, that's great. Uh, but, you know, adhere to the limits. Stay off the limelight. Uh, let's not give them stories about poaching and all this stuff because it just gives them something to say, oh, see, these fishermen are, are, are bad people. No, no, we're not. Okay? And we come from all walks of life. In fact, I was uh, – do you know that Steve Harvey, the, the, uh, the, the actor, comedian? Mm-hmm. He's a fisherman. I was what? You know how I found out, Steve? Um, Rhonda was, uh, I guess, on Facebook or something, and she loved um, uh, a Family Feud, and so they were they, they would show snippets, and in one of them she was showing me, he he was talking about going to one of these department stores, these big ones, and going late at night so that people would not recognize him because he likes to buy fishing gear. Because he loves to fish. I didn't know Steve Garvey. That's so cool. So as you can see, it goes all over. Our our angel trout, although he has a name, he loves to go fishing. Henry Winkler. I mean, you go from one end to the other. There's some great fishermen from all walks of life. Okay? It doesn't matter. It kind of brings us together. To tell you how deep it runs in the celebrity... Uh, community. I found a picture. I think I posted it on Friends of Angler Chronicles last week, right after Betty White passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a picture, looked like mid-1950s. It wasn't a new picture of nobody but Betty White out on an ocean boat. Pro- looked like she was probably fishing for marlin. Yeah, and you know Dolly Partner. Uh, Dolly Parton did did fish at one time because she grew up in the in the West. In the um, where'd she grow up? Kansas or? Anyway, wherever Texas. she was, she Tennessee. in Tennessee, Tennessee, she was she was fishing for bass. So anyway, mm-hmm. listen, we're gonna take a short break here and come back. We're gonna talk about the PCS show and talk about the Olive Crest that's coming back. So much more stuff going on. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back. This is Ducks Radio AMA 30K LA. Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. 
You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, this is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Welcome back, everybody, on Ducks Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angry Chronicles. And um, let's say we got off the soapbox, so that's good. So let's go back to fishing. Um, give you a heads up, I went out on Tuesday with William and Grant. Um, this is private boating. Uh, we went out of Hyden Harbor on the AC Sled 2. My report to you. We fished all the way down to... Uh, from Newport all the way up to the Horseshoe, if you can imagine. That's a long area. But I'll, 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 anyway, I'll share that with you. But I've got none other than Captain Don Ashley calling in right now from uh, Pier Point Landing. So I've got to go to Don. Good morning, Donnie. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Actually, I know how you're doing because you just got off a cruise, dude. What, what What's up with that? I had to get away for a while, spread the wealth around. I was doing <laughs> fine. Going to have a busy day today, a little bit of information for you guys. And uh, we had uh, one of our long, long time employees, guys that first time known since high school, James Connie, passed away. This yeah, day. that was sad. We're gonna, I don't know any details yet, but eventually we're going to have some sort of a you know, celebration of life or something. And if they can just keep on checking with. Sergio and uh, check with our website. We'll put it up there. But right now, just uh, he's in a better place. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is today, going down to Dana Point. Oh, I'll see you there. I'll be there, Donnie. Okay, we'll be having it for Don Hanson down there mm-hmm. at Dana Point. So. Very good. Yeah. So, you know, it's celebration of life. Don Hanson was like you, legends uh, in, in sport fishing. You guys were the pioneers. You're the, you're the guys we all followed. So. Um, and we're going to go celebrate his life, definitely, most assuredly today at Dana, uh, down in Dana Wharf, Dana Point. All right. Um, you had some good news, so why don't you share some good news? Primarily well, primarily the squid at the, at the bait receiver is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of bait in the Long Beach bait receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else is good news today? I'm well, you know, and, and that uh, that opens I, I up. Uh huh. Well, uh, I'm sorry, my ears are still plugged up, so I'm a little bit behind on my talking. But I did get the good news that from Ron, we're going to be having our angler fishing school twice this year on the Enterprise. The dates look good, so that'll be posted up on your site. So we'll be oh. taking the people out for Angler Chronicles going fishing. Perfect. 
Perfect. Okay. And then the other thing is, you know, since I've got you on here and you, you know, you've you, you've been around for a long time there. Okay. Uh, with all this squid, I've heard this is one has been one of the best squid harvests in a long time for the commercial fishermen. Is that true? It's been really good, but it's like everything else with something good you know something there's always a catch to it the catch to it is right now there's lots and lots and lots of squid out there and the commercials aren't hitting them that hard now because um 90 about 99 percent of it is, goes over to china and they're out of containers they're out of refrigerated <laughs> containers so the market's not buying so that means more squid are laying the race they're probably in our harbor yeah well I'm, I'm, i mean just what does it translate to us white sea bass you want to talk about that yeah, um, definitely uh, way too bad, y'all tell. I mean, there's a reason that squid is called the candy bait. There's something on. I don't know, if, uh, you know, last couple of years have been not very good sea bass fishing. There's been most, most of us have been caught up with the upper islands, but it hasn't been a bad year, so maybe this will be the year. I also noticed some colder water uh, on the coast. Um, this particular winter, I'm, I'm getting anywhere between 56 to 61. Uh, not moving above 61, where last year at this time, I was looking at 68, 69 degree water. Okay, so uh, cooler. Uh, the other thing I noticed, um, Don, but I haven't seen in the past, a lot of bait between, I say, Newport to, say, the point, okay, to Palos Verdes. A lot of dolphin eating bait. We went over there, and I wanted to see what kind of bait. We saw them splashing on the surface. So we put out a little sabiki, and we snagged anchovy. Okay, I haven't seen anchovy in a long time. It would have been sardine, but anchovy, and miles and miles and miles of anchovy. Yeah. Definitely the cold water is, is better for the anchovies and the sardines spawn. And you're right, there's tremendous amount of both sardines and anchovies out there. That's one of the reasons they're seeing a lot of humpback wells and uh, different type of wells out there. And plus the dolphins, huge, huge pods of dolphins, super pods even, what they call them. So mm-hmm. A lot of bait, be good for the fishing. You know, hopefully, uh, what I'd like to see this year, I'd like to see some of those 14-inch and bigger calico and sand bass we're supposed to be catching that the fishing game calls we would be catching because that hasn't panned out yet no it hasn't hasn't you know i mean there are some quality fish um but it's they're few and far between and um yeah uh, again we talked when we opened the show uh donnie we were talking with steve carson you know about some of these regulations some we agree with some we don't and um the, the problem is when it's based on nothing Okay, if you want to talk science, let's talk science. But when it's based on nothing, you know, just on a whim, it doesn't make any sense. But it is what it is. I always tell people we got to live with what we live. I just was wondering with this cooler water, uh, what do you guys think is the optimal temperature for, say, the A word, the albacore? Well, they say the most, you know, 63, 64, but we've caught them as low as 55, 56. Right. One of the greatest. One of the great years was an El Nino year, and we caught them in 71, 72 degree water. But normally it's in the, the mid-60s. Now, my, my theory has been that they've been avoiding our waters because they were too warm. Could it be a different well, theory? It, it's hard to say. Like I say, 
some of the best years in history were warm water years. And last year, for the commercial fisheries up off of Northern California, Oregon, and Washington, it was not a very good outboard year. They were, you know, they had a lot of bad weather, and they didn't catch that much compared to the previous year. So it's, you know, the biomass is showing a lot of surveys, and they say that the North Pacific biomass for albacore is holding steady. There's a lot of them, and the same thing for the South Pacific. Two different. Uh, types of albacore. I mean, they look the same to you and me, but the biomass is the same. So there's a lot out there. Maybe this will be the year. Maybe they'll move in. Yeah, that'd be nice to see just uh, a little change for a lot of these kids. These younger kids have not seen albacore. They've been catching bluefin and yellowfin, uh, but not albacore. They're not as big as the bluefin. They're not as big as some even the, even some of the yellowfin, but um, just another species for the kids to catch. All right, Don Ashley, my dear friend, I will see you later on this morning in uh, Dana Point uh, to celebrate our dear friend uh, Don Hansen. And um, like the announcement went out, we will be doing at least two trips with the Enterprise. Because, and I say at least two because Ron and I like to jump on the boat and go on a fast three-quarter day um, and go fishing. So the Enterprise leaves every day at what time? Well, right now we're not running. We're doing our maintenance. We're starting March 1st. We'll be back up. And Enterprise is three-quarter day. goes at 6 o'clock in the morning. And March 1st, we'll have the rockfish opener, so everybody ought to get signed up early for that. With the squid and all, it should be good fishing. I did want to throw one thing in there. The city of Long Beach is fishing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leaving at 10 o'clock. And it's had some good sand bass fishing, fishing on isers and some of the structure places. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's no huge numbers, but a lot of sand bass and even more sculpting. So even though we can't keep rockfish, the boats are getting out and catching something and people have something good in their bag. Right. And you know what? I love the hours. 10 to about 2 or 3. Those are what I call gentlemen's hours. It's about 10 to 4. Yeah, you get up in the morning, you have a cup of coffee, the chill burns off, you go down, you go fishing, and you get back in around 4-ish, you beat the rush hour traffic, get home before dark. Nice, easy day. Absolutely. All right, Donnie, thank you so much. I'll see you later on this morning. Okay, my friend, dear friend? All right, everybody be happy and be safe. All right. Excellent. Thank Don, you, Donnie. Don Ashley from Pierpoint Landing. Okay. All right, well, there you go, Ron. So you have uh, the, some dates there, too. And then- I do. In fact, uh, I'll give you one of them right now. One of them is that we've always, every year for our eight-year history so far, we've always opened with the Enterprises being our first trip of the bookings for the year, and that will continue on April 14th. So April 14th, everybody, if you want to sign in, would they call the landing or they call you? They call the landing on that one. So. Okay, perfect. All right. So having said that, let me go back to what I was trying to tell you. Like, and, and Donnie was able to, um, uh, to attest to it. There's some really good fishing here locally, but you have to adjust. Um, adjustment is everything. Change up. Okay. Uh, we went out. There was no bait at the receiver. We had some frozen squid. Unfortunately, the frozen squid... Steve, uh, you know, um, a lot of times when, we, when I go out on the center console and I'll get some squid from Nacho... Um, what I try to do is I save that squid in Ziploc bags or whatever and then freeze them. And that's okay unless you wait too long. Mm. <laughs> and I had one bag left, and I guess it was at the bottom. And um, we took it out, and it was okay, you know. Um, it's better than the package stuff, but it, uh, a little bit was going pink on me, okay. And uh, we tried that. It was, it was okay. We did get some bass. 
Um, you know, we we don't look for quantity. We're looking for quality. Mm -hmm. So we move around a lot. And we went all the way from, I'll give you some logistics here, uh, from Newport Reef with uh, the south, south is the furthest part I went out, all the way up to the horseshoe. So you're looking at about, what, 15, 20 miles? Nice. From one end to the other. Um, and we were able to cover. Now, the the water was flat, uh, so it, and very little wind. So, mm -hmm. boy, we could run. We were running at almost 40 miles an hour, so we could make that run quickly. Uh, we tried all the spots in between, and um, what we found... The secret, what we, we ran into this, you know, I was talking about some um, some bait, but we got into an area where from top to bottom, the meter was full of bait. Hmm. So we dropped the sabiki and it was mackerel. Some nice size, nice. I would say, seven to eight inch mackerel. So we made about 10, 15 pieces, and then we went, we wanted to drift for, for uh, halibut. We had one on, William had one on that, oh Lord, he got, halfway up the water column and came undone what we what he got back was a crushed head that was it the body had already been you know pulled off so unfortunately that fish didn't climb all the way up but based on his rod based on he was using 40 pound test uh based on the bend itself that was easily a 20 pound fish so there mm -hmm. are some very good fish and and you just have to adjust okay we he went from a a regular dropper loop to a reverse dropper loop. That's important. Uh, we went up in weight. We were getting to the bottom with four to six ounces. We decided to go to eight, 10, and 12. And the wow. reason is you're drifting and you want to keep that on a reverse dropper loop. You want to keep that bait as close to the bottom as possible. So that was it. There's some really good halibut fishing up front here. And Cliff always tells me, mm -hmm. you know, that's. Great, great halibut fishing out here. So, anyway, so that's 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 what's going on. I'm gonna go back out there on Tuesday, give it one more whirl, and see if we can get uh, on some fish. Uh, but again, we look for the big ones. One of the things I've noticed, and I know that everybody's talking about sheephead. Um, that's another one. They're saying that just I think people didn't turn in enough sheephead. How does that uh, work out, uh, Steve Carson? Why they're telling us to try to not touch sheephead for a while. Well, I'm, I'm not actually sure. That, you know, there's there's an unofficial quota, and I'm not actually sure what that number is. I'm certain that whatever it is, we caught more than that. Uh, 2021 was a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal sheephead year. Mm -hmm. um, I caught, probably, you know, without even trying, just doing when I was doing my slow pitch jigging thing, um, I caught more big sheephead last year than in a long time. And on one of my trips... I didn't catch it. In fact, the famous surf, surf fisherman Bill Varney caught it. Caught about a 25-pound sheephead, just a giant. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're getting good at it. And I, you know, up until a couple of years ago, I really never heard of too many people. There were always a few going out on, you know, local boats, even half-day boats, three-quarter-day boats, Catalina boats, that were actually targeting sheephead. That is with some sort of uh, shellfish bait, whether it was, in the old days, it was like, oh, sneak some live crawdads out there. They look just like crabs. Um, lately, people have been using market shrimp. You know, you go to the supermarket or the, or the 
or the seafood store and buy the buy the shrimp they're gonna they're gonna toss out because humans can't eat it anymore. You get it for real cheap. Um, what, you know, and I'm just refined techniques, and we've been catching a lot of sheephead. So um, I, I have a feeling that you're going to see some sort of additional regulation. I don't know that it'll be necessarily a closed season, but might be a slot limit, might be a minimum size limit, reduced bag, hard to say. Uh, but we've been catching a lot of them. You know, it's a great fish. Well, it, yeah, it, I, it, I'll tell you what. Great, we, great fish. We were targeting some bass, and we actually had to leave a couple of spots because they're the only thing that was coming up was sheephead. And I go, holy cow, there's a lot of sheephead. And, you know, I I went out on a Thursday or a Friday, caught a, about a 14-pounder. The next Tuesday, um, uh, what do you call it, um, William caught a 22-pound on the scale. So. It's unbelievable. Anyway, that that was back in December, so so good. All right, folks, we're going to take a short break here, and we'll be back on Ducks Radio AM eight thirty KLA. This is Kevin Shattenkirk, and you're listening to Ducks Radio AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California just south of the 405 freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Ducks Radio, AM 830. KLAA. Welcome back, everybody. This is Angels Radio, Ducks Radio, AM830 KLA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And um, got one segment left. What I'd like to cover right now is the PCS show, the Pacific Coast Magazine show coming up here. It's in Orange County. It's at the OC Fairgrounds, and I believe the dates are, what, 18, 19, 20th? Yep. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, um, you know, with... It's, it's it's time for 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 us to get going and for the first time this year angler chronicles will have a booth there so we'll come we'll be there and and you know what what happens at, at our booth you just come by you say hello you take some weight off your feet yeah. you out. don't park there for the rest of the day but you're welcome to come by hang out take a seat 
and uh, we don't sell nothing. We just we just hang out and try to meet everybody that wants to come by. So I think Tony. I have a question, Sergio. Yeah. What kind of snacks do you have? We are not allowed. You know what? We wanted to do some coffee and snacks. They won't let us. Okay. Really? Yeah, oh, it, no. it was the same thing. I mean, candy, I think, is about the most you can put out. Um, well, because of the um, uh, in, inside the convention centers, they have their own concession stands, and they would get upset. Uh, we couldn't even. Ma- we had a little coffee maker. They wouldn't even let us do coffee at the Fred Hall show last year. Well, you know, you can come hang out with me. I'm sweet enough. There you oh, go. Oh man. There all you right. go, Steve. That's all you need, baby. <laughs> now, Steve, I, uh, I I believe you are going to be doing some seminars there. Well, that uh, you know, um, or is it still I, up I in the air? Say this gently. I was a little tardy in signing up and letting them know. Uh, so, a lot of the printed material about the uh, seminars is already done, mm-hmm. and so they're you know they're looking into uh, maybe you know putting me on a panel or something like that. One of those discussion type things. You know what? It's fine. If I'm in the building and you can find me, come and find me, bend my ear, ask about, you know, tackle or techniques or whatever you want. Um, If I owe you money, I'm not sure I remember who you are. Exactly. Well, as soon as you find out, let us know and we'll put it out there for you, too, you know? Yeah, if you're going to be on the panel, the the Bluefin panel. I was just excited that, uh, you know, Penn is going to, in fact... Uh, I, I'm impressed at, at Penn's management all the way back east. They're taking not the entire, you know, 50,000-foot booth, but they're taking a large piece of their booth from the ICAST show, which, of course, is the biggest fishing show in the world. It's the big the big uh, dealer show in Florida every year. They're taking the ICAST booth, <clears throat> shipping it all the way out to Orange County uh, to make sure that, you know, um, you know, it's easy to see, it's easy to move around. And um, I, I, I also know that Jimmy Decker is going to be in the booth there with me. We're still trying to figure out who's going to be in there, um, along with the usual sales reps. So, it, it, like I say, just being in the building, being at the show, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, I I'm think. So. Even, but but you know what? You need to get some. You need to figure out how to bend those rules and get some better snacks. Well, yeah. Maybe give you some vouchers for the hot dog stand. <laughs> no, the, the only thing that we're going to do is, and, and I, I'm, I know my Team 57 and Casey Anglers are listening out there. Uh, we always do the um, big group picture. The big group picture. Yeah. Um, and, and the reason I said let's let's make sure we get it done at the PCS because there's still a lot of uncertainty about Fred Hall. Okay, now it is in the books. I'm not I'm saying anything, but you know, remember one is Orange County. And one is L.A. County, and they have different rules in, in place, et cetera. Uh, I don't think you need to show verification of vaccination, for example, at the O.C. Fairgrounds, but you're going to be, have to show it at Long Beach. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things, mm. you know. Um, I mean, I believe in being safe, but it may mean that one doesn't go, so we don't know it's up in the air. But... What we do know is that the PCS is, is happening. I think it's now the the, the start to the season, and um, I look forward to being there. I think on this particular one, you're going to have everybody associated with Angler Chronicles there. Steve, you're going to be there. Ben's going to be at the Accurate booth. Uh, Ron, myself, Tony, and hopefully Andrew are going to be at the um, Angler Chronicles booth, and you're going to be at the Pen booth. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And, and 
small thing, but if you're looking for me, I just found out that I don't get to wear my, my shirts with my name on them. Because sometimes I forget my name, so I look <clears> kind of <throat> down and go, oh, look, there's my name. Oh, that's right. We're all going to have to uh, be wearing the same shirts, which will not have our names on them. So you're going to have to guess. Who's if I'm who? not talking, it'll be easy if I'm talking to figure out which one is me. I'll remind you. But, but if, if I'm just standing there, you might have to check around if you want to come and find me. But, uh, but yeah, it, I, I, like I said, I'm just so excited because I, I work a lot of shows. And, you know, like the show, the ISC show, which just ended up in Sacramento, even though it didn't get to go. Thank you, Mr. COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the ISC show is really a great one. I love working that one up in Sacramento. But they are unapologetically half-hunting. Um, and that's great. That's wonderful. But the PCS show isn't not only just fishing, it's just saltwater fishing. And, you know, I mean, ultimately, those are my roots. That's my base. Um, I'm just excited to be there. I know. These are great. In fact, I'm, I'm considering heading down to... Um, well, this show season is going to be a little bit weird. Okay, so um, we still it's, it's still a lot of uncertainty. Right. Okay. Uh, hopefully the Omicron plays out the way it is. is a lot milder. I mean, Denmark just declared the end to COVID. Uh, they're calling it endemic uh, in Denmark, and uh, they only have forty people in the in ICU. That's incredible. It. Okay, and their entire population. So that's good. Uh, Orchid is telling me that uh, they'll be there. So let's see. You know. I know Freedom Boat Club will be there. I know Fishing Syndicate will be there. <coughs> Accurate, Steve, you with Penn. Um, Angler Chronicles will be there. We're going to try to have all the people associated. In fact, I was talking to Bill DePriest, and maybe we can put them all nearby. It makes it a lot easier uh, as well. And that's going to be what weekend? February 8, 18th? 18th, 19th, and 20th. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Orchid is telling me know here that if you sign up for any of our trips, you get a free T-shirt. There you go. Nice. Okay. So it'll do it there. All right. So good, good, good. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, another thing that is potentially in the books is the Olive Crest. You know, we've done that. We had the miss last year, and the sad thing is they missed out on three hundred thousand dollars. It's a three hundred thousand dollar opportunity to raise money in one so, day. In one day. Yeah. So we're going to try to do it. Um, Isn't again. it more than that? Because the government usually matches. Uh, I don't remember that. That that may be the case. Uh, yep. So, you know, over, uh, overall. But I mean, so we are going to be able to do that this year, or at least, at least it's planned. So let's just all hope that uh, we can get back. Uh, to doing things definitely okay but pcs show for sure again february uh what did i say 18 19th and 18 19th, 20th. 20th that's right at the oc fair oc fair so orange county fair so i like it because it's close to us well don't forget if the olive crest does go off it's uh the 20th yeah but nobody can go that's that thing uh, right. you guys can help um Maybe uh, we can take a few people to help Ron on Thursday for the setup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than that, because of the executives of all these food industries, they, it's, a, it's a it's about safety for them, I guess, security. But I um, mean, it's a great a great thing. But the important thing is it allows us to raise money for these kids, all these foster care kids, and we were doing about three hundred thousand dollars a year, um, per, in that one day. I love for signing that big check. Is that cool? Yeah, everybody gets to sign it. And just well, I love writing it out to them. They're worth it. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's good. So we do a lot of stuff, and we thank the the food industry. Really, really cool. All right, Steve, any last-minute things? i got about two minutes. 
Last-minute things. Um, boy, that, now's the time. If you, if you caught a lot of fish, or even if you didn't last year, get your reel service. All the reel, sir, I've, I've, I've been checking. All the reel repair shops are, are at their low ebb of the year. Get your reels turned in now, um, because parts may take a little extra time to, to get done. Uh, check your guides if they need to be rewrapped. And whatever you do, Sergio, and I, yes, I'm looking at you, Sergio, <laughs> cha- change your line. Absolutely. Mono, yeah. Every braid, you mm-hmm. have to check your braid, but change your mono, change your floral. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm going to tell you, guys, one thing I'm going to do this year is I'm going to keep a log book. Okay, I mean, there's a lot of people that have uh, some bucket speed, you know, that I want, this is my bucket fish. Well, put it in there, okay, and then pull all, put all the fish you want to catch in one year and then just, you know, check them off. Check them off, okay, because something I haven't caught in probably four or five years, I caught again the other day, and it, it, believe me, I wasn't going for it, but a lizard fish, well, I haven't seen a lizard fish in a long time. Okay, caught some lizard fish. Tomcod. When was the last time I I haven't seen a tomcod in a how long? Caught a tomcod in one of those one of the Sergio, reefs. Sergio. Hmm. White croaker. White croaker. Okay. White croaker. <laughs> I haven't seen those in a long time, but so good time to hey, it's the beginning of the year. Get ready, let's go. Okay, that's the deal. Do you know out of all, all right. my reels? Every single one of them are out being fixed right now. Excellent. Excellent. Getting ready for the season. All right. We got about 30 seconds to go. Everybody, look, do me a favor. Just be safe out there. That's number one. Be be intelligent. I mean, um, my hat's off. I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but my hat's off to the Canadian truckers. Okay? Where to go, guys? All right. And um, just um, be smart. Think about things. God gave you a brain to think. Okay? Don't be stupid. But be thoughtful. And be kind. And the most important thing, thank you, Tony. Be kind. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next week. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.